Welcome, you're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Hello, hello, this is Kristen with Ask the Doulas, and I am so excited to chat with Dr. Christina Burns today. Dr. Burns is a doctor of Eastern medicine, herbalist with specialization in women's health and fertility. She began her career at the age of 19 when she began studying nutrition and herbal medicine. Her studies included years spent in China, India, and Nepal, where she learned mindfulness and Eastern medicine from monks in remote areas. Dr. Burns collaborated with physicians in underserved regions and women's hospitals. Over the next nine years, she achieved degrees in acupuncture, herbal medicine, nutrition, and spiritual coaching. Since returning to North America, she's founded a wellness institute in New York City that is focused on helping women achieve their optimal health goals through natural medicine practices. So happy to have you here, Dr. Burns, and I am excited to get into so many topics related to holistic fertility, and I'm also thrilled to hear more about your book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So let's get into a bit about challenges related to fertility and the modern woman. All right, let's do it. My favorite topic. So what are your tips and findings? I feel like more and more of my doula clients are struggling with fertility, whether it's secondary infertility and they had no issues with their first child or they have been trying and planning, maybe delayed having children. And so we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, you know... It's multifaceted because we have this modern lifestyle where we're exposed to more toxins. We're rushing around all the time, which is affecting our hormones. We definitely are delaying childbearing. So we can't deny that age is a factor. In fact, if I talk to my fertility doctor colleague, they will say that it's the sort of major underlying factor of the rates of infertility going up. And I don't believe that most people are infertile, by the way. I think it's a horrible word. And I think that there are very few people that are actually infertile. I think there's like a sort of subfertility situation going on where, you know, women's hormones are underperforming. They're, maybe their stress levels are too high. Maybe they're eating too much processed food. Maybe the, the hormone went to sleep after a traumatic birth or something. Like there's so many factors, but I think that in general, the major things that I see and that I've outlined in my book are age, toxic exposure, overly busy lifestyle, a diet laden with kind of processed foods and and toxic foods and exposure to toxins in our our environment and a general issue with the quality of our food. Makes sense. So it's, you know, a mixture, it sounds like of age, stress, and diet. And also, again, all of the pesticides and chemicals in the foods that we eat. 
Yeah. And, you know, in our exposure in our environment too, right? Like depending on, like I live in New York City, so there's a lot of exposure there. I notice a big difference when I'm, you know, in the countryside versus when I'm in New York City, just in terms of the way that I feel. And then there's stuff that we're using in our homes, cleaning products and such. People are spending maybe too much time in a hair salon or a nail salon. So we're coming at us from different angles, but I would say by and large, most of it is coming through our food. And that is something that we can control. Like if you live in a city, you can't control the air quality, but you can control what you're putting in your mouth. Yes, makes sense. And so I noticed when I was looking into your website, Dr. Burns, that you also have some food-based products, junk juice and some different customized plans, whether it's fertility focused or you know just different um, individualized needs. Absolutely. I try to take very multidisciplinary approach. So advise on diet and lifestyle. What kind of exercise is good for you? What's not so good for fertility? And it will differ from person to person. What kind of foods are good slash not as good for different profiles? Like somebody with endometriosis, maybe different from somebody with PCOS, maybe different from somebody with advanced maternal age or anemia. So everybody's case and situation is a little bit different in terms of what their lifestyle protocol would be. And then there's the natural medicine. Like acupuncture has been amazing to improve fertility, though I can't treat people around the world with acupuncture. So I can do so with the recommendations that I just mentioned and with herbal medicine. And that's what junk juice is. Junk juice is Eastern medicine kind of modernized. And the reason why it's called junk juice is because traditionally... Chinese or Eastern medicine herbal tea look very murky, like it's this brown, gross liquid. Yeah. And it's so amazing for fertility, for hormones, for postpartum to prevent miscarriage during pregnancy. And, but it's gross most of the time. Most people are like, oh my God, what is this stuff? So I called it junk juice to make light of it. And I also produce it in capsules just in case somebody can't handle the flavor. But junk juice is, I would say, one of the most magical gifts for women's health. And I think generally health, like for all things, because I treat everything with it. I treat kids stuff. I treat problems during pregnancy. I treat fertility. I treat immune disorders. And you notice a difference so quickly. And it's just incredible. So this is something that I can prescribe and send around the country or the world. And that's something that I've focused a lot lot of my energy on in the last few years. I love it. So as far as the Institute, Naturna Institute, do you, you do in-person in New York as far as acupuncture services, if our listeners live local to your area, but that it seems like you can work with anyone anywhere in the world virtually? Yes. And and that was actually, COVID was a dark era for us, but something that was birthed out of COVID is that people got a lot more comfortable doing consultations and things over Zoom. And so during that era, when a lot of my international patients were no longer coming to New York, I started doing more consultations via Zoom and it's been going well. And with the herbal medicine, for the most part, unless the country has some crazy customs policy, we're able to send it to most places. And so it's been, it's been great to have to maintain that connection uh, more beyond the, beyond New York with my patients and with anybody who needs help. Beautiful. So what are your top tips for listeners who are preparing um, for 
you know, their first pregnancy and really want to get their diet in line, reduce any toxins and set themselves up for success before going through um, any fertility challenges. Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about our course called Becoming. Becoming a mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program. From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos, including chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen, in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at goldcoastdoulas.com or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there. So I would say the first tip I would give is to have white base in your day. And white base is, is time that's just not filled with doing something. And that could be five minutes between appointments or between meeting the work or what have you, where you just allow yourself five minutes to like regroup or maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And you're not just spending that time plugged into your phone, answering a bunch of texts, answering emails. So I believe that one of the issues with fertility is that we are in fight or flight response all the time. And, and that's usually, I would say in modern day from being too plugged in and from rushing around. We just don't allow ourselves any downtime. And so I'm a fan of white face to basically downregulate the nervous system and put your hormones back in check. If you're in fight or flight response, meaning like you're pumping out cortisol because you're rushing from here to there, you're kind of always on, then your ovaries can go to sleep. They can just be under functioning. And so to kind of get those ovaries and get that uterus getting more circulation, we want to be able to switch from our sympathetic go, go, go fight or flight mode to our parasympathetic rest and digest feed and breed mode. So that would be a number one, you need some space in your day every day and some time to wind down at night. It doesn't have to be that much time. If you don't have a lot of that, then I would definitely integrate some meditation, even five minutes, just to kind of help your body downregulate the nervous response. So that's the nervous Okay. Yeah. I was going to say we teach hypnobirthing and it's so mind-body focused and really touches on a lot of those the time to have affirmations and repetition with the the soundtrack that they listen to. And so I'm a big fan of taking that time and getting into some sort of pregnancy practice. Oh, totally. I love that you call it pregnancy practice. And it's interesting, like when I when I'm helping people prepare for their birth, I'm often telling them to do the same thing, like unplug. It's kind of, I've noticed that there's a difference in labor and delivery, whether you're kind of wound up going into your birth or whether you've been able to kind of chill out. And I even noticed this with my, the birth of my first child, 
is that I was really tense going into the birth and my contractions were really close together and horrible and not productive. And then when I was having my second and third and I allowed myself a little bit of space to kind of wind down a little bit more and I really made that a priority, my births were easy peasy. And I'm not saying that to everyone, but it sounds like this is part of what you do with the hypnobirthing and other things. Yes. And as a doula, I agree. Like when you're tense and have the fight or flight, it's like fear, tension, pain. And so it's all about relaxing and opening up to the process and focusing on your breath. So I love that even preconception, beginning some positive habits to carry along um, during pregnancy and certainly early parenting. It's also very beneficial. Oh, definitely. I mean, I look at the fertility journey as an opportunity uh, to make the changes that you've been resisting making. You know that things are out of balance in your life. You're not making the changes. You're just kind of plugging away. And then you get hit with a fertility challenge or you're preparing for baby. Most of the time it's you get hit with a fertility challenge and it's a huge slap in the face. And you're like, oh my God, I'll do anything to get this baby. And that's when it's an opportune time to make changes that that you haven't made space to make. And, and I think in modern day lifestyle and a lot of type A personalities and being plugged in so much of the time, the thing that we resist most is slowing down a little bit. Yes, so true. So I would love to hear your thoughts on the partner's role in fertility and some positive steps the partner can make. Oh, interesting. I inter- I laugh because the partners are so resistant playing a role a lot of the time. Uh, and it actually is a source of a lot of fighting among couples because the female in the relationship will be changing her diet and adjusting everything and turning her yes. life upside down to get the baby. And the man is like, la la la, drinking his beer and kind of going on life as usual. And so for the men, I mean... I would like it if they would participate somewhat in just reducing the amount of inflammatory and acidic things they're taking in. So, you know, if they're drinking like a whole bunch of coffee in a day, a few cups of coffee, like reduce that to one. If you're having five drinks a day, reduce that to, you know, avoiding BPA in cans and containers and excess exposure to toxins, easy enough to kind of get the men taking a vitamin once in a while, like even getting men on like a multivitamin, they're not going to do as many as as women would do, getting them on maybe a basic one or some minerals, depending on if they have a sperm issue or not. And with men, it's also keeping your testicles cool. So uh, not wearing super tight underwear, not going on bike rides in saunas, in hot tubs, taking warm baths, or sorry, taking hot baths not uh, having your cell phone in your pocket, not having your laptop on your lap. So basically don't cook your testicle (laughs) on the male side. And you know, with with them, I'll usually prescribe the female a fertility-friendly diet, one that's rich in iron and folate and things that are really important for conception, reducing packaged foods so we're not having spikes in insulin, reducing refined carbohydrates, inflammatory foods, to kind of calm down the system, calm the waters. Now, I wish that men would participate more in that, but they often don't. So if you are a female listening to this and your man is not really being proactive, that is extremely typical. And if you can at least get him on a multivitamin and maybe boozing a bit less and drinking less coffee and keeping his testicles cool, that is a win. Okay. Very helpful. Thank you for sharing. So I'd love to hear more about the Ultimate Fertility Guidebook and your process in 
creating this because it sounds like you are so busy. I mean, you're a mom of three and have a thriving business. So what led you to create this guidebook? I wanted to have a resource that went beyond the sort of walls of my clinic or Zoom. You know, there's only so many people that I can see one-on-one and help. So the Ultimate Fertility Guidebook was, I wanted it to be like a gift to larger audience to get some answers for things that they're not getting answers to. I, I have so many women come to see me that are struggling with fertility. Their fertility doesn't clinic doesn't teach them about nutrition, doesn't tell them what exercise to do or not do, doesn't tell them what supplements to take, and doesn't tell them anything about natural medicine. And they kind of feel like lost and without direction. And there's so much you can do to take the reins with your fertility. And so I basically just listened to my patients over the last 20 years and took note of common question and created a book to be an answer to all of that. I outline how your hormones work at the beginning. So that kind of like those basics, the the common causes of fertility challenges. And then I go into what I call the culprit. So inflammation, stress hormone, toxins, and spikes in insulin and blood sugar that I believe underlie a lot of fertility challenges. And then I go into a full kind of lifestyle program. So a pre cleansing program where I tell you what to take out of the diet to kind of clean your body and what supplements to take, what natural medicine to integrate, how to eat according to the phases of your cycle to optimize your hormones, what exercise to do and not do, how to integrate mindfulness and all of that. So I kind of just tried to put everything, my entire brain and all my experience over the years into a resource that you can buy inexpensively online and and be able to refer to it. Love it. So how can our listeners find your book? Well, my book is pretty much in all the places where you usually buy books. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble, uh, Walmart, Target, and you can go and get it in a bookstore too if you happen to be near one. Uh, it's also available through my clinic at naternalife.com. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's it's found you know online or in bookstores, and it's a hefty book. So you know, be ready for three hundred pages of goodness. But I tried to make it very user friendly and very readable. It's a uh, I'm told that it's very approachable and it's not a boring clinical book. So I tried to make it even a little bit laugh worthy for a very sensitive topic. Excellent. And I know you're on social. So you have um, various ways that our listeners can find Aterna Institute as well and Junk Juice. Yes. So I have uh, my professional one, which is at Naturna, at Naturna underscore life. There's me personally that, that I post a lot of videos and tips about random things at, at Dr. Christina Burns. And then there's at Junk Juice Magic. And so I can be found there. I also have a fertility podcast if somebody wanted kind of to dive in deeper into topics about how to optimize your fertility. It's called Fertility in Focus on Apple and Spotify. Excellent. So any final tips for our listeners, Dr. Burns? Sure. Yeah. I feel like I feel bad because I didn't get to all my tips. So I would say there's the integrate the white space, honor your diet, 
there's try to trust the process because a lot of the time we want this now and there's nothing wrong with your fertility. It just doesn't happen exactly when we want it. Sometimes it's just like your body needs to get to a certain level of balance or nutrition before it will conceive and just trust that you're on the right track, that you're taking action and that it will come. And uh, don't overexercise, I would say, but don't underexercise either. You want to move your body. You just don't try to become like the fittest person during your fertility process. We don't want to lose too much body fat. Otherwise, we don't produce hormones. So we don't want to become too lean or be doing really hardcore workouts when we're trying to get pregnant. Mindfulness is very helpful. Supplements, some of my favorite ones are omega-3, magnesium, vitamin D, methylfolate, CoQ10, and junk juice, uh, which, you know, you could be, you could do through my service or consult a knowledgeable Eastern medicine practitioner through the association called ABORM, the American Board of Oriental Reproductive Medicine. You can find it at aborm.org and it will list qualified practitioners in your area. Oh, what a helpful resource. Thank you very much. Oh, it's a pleasure. And as far as the final takeaway, I know you covered a lot about minerals, but you know, any tips for new parents? We touched a bit on pregnancy, but really to focus on the depletion and imbalance after having a baby. Yes, I love that you asked this because I, one of the questions that I often ask when somebody is struggling with secondary infertility was, how was your last pregnancy and birth, right? Yes. Uh, and so my answer to that is to honor a postpartum program of sorts. And I, I assume that you would be able to be very helpful in this area, but postpartum I don't like somebody having a bunch of cold smoothies and salads and things in Eastern medicine. You're supposed to have a lot of cooked nourishing food. Exactly. Yes. You're not supposed to go out with wet hair in the cold or in general, not go out much in the first 40 days to be cooking really nourishing, uh, slow cooked food and broth in that first part. And this is one that I haven't, that, that you won't find in like books like the first 40 days, but to not over schedule yourself when you've just had a baby. Like I see these women struggling with postpartum depression and it's generally ones that were really plugged in right after they had a baby, especially like I've had a lot of patients with postpartum psychosis, oddly, in the last uh, couple of years where you have like a more severe and mentally. And when the common thread that I found amongst a lot of them were, was that they were planning somebody's party right after they had a baby or, you know, they were traveling right after they had baby. They were just doing a lot. They were still working. They just had a baby kind of thing. So please honor that time postpartum going into the birth, after the birth, honor it with food, honor it with rest, honor it with mental space. Um, and that generally will lead to an easier time conceiving your next and your next after that because you will have sort of brought back the nourishment and strength in your body needed to conceive again. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. I could chat with you forever. We'll have to have you back on in the future. It was so fun. Thank you for having this amazing podcast and, and for helping women along this journey. Thanks. Take care, Dr. Burns. 
Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.